why show up? Because uh, it's give away a lot of money for 20th. Here comes the money. <laughs> Here we go. Money talk. Here comes the money. Morning, evening and afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to episode nine of the Plugged In podcast. Oh, God, finally got that right. Ben, Shani in the booth. Lads, how are we doing today? Shani, great to see you back once again. What's crack? It's good to be back. Um, it's a great time for golf in Ireland at the moment. It's bright till six o'clock, so you can get a few holes in after work and you're still... Um, uh, you still have all this optimism as to what your your handicap could be this year. You know, you still have hope. Hope is still in the air. So, yeah, it's a great time for golf, and um, uh, there was some some good golf on as we end. Have Have you played much golf this year, Shani? I know you're trying to get the scratch and all. As you what? Um, yeah, every day I'd say. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's it's uh. It's getting easier now. Um, hopefully, what is it? What are we away from the the clocks changing, Ben? A few weeks. Basically, like um, just yeah, every six weeks, end of March, like. Yeah. That's when it really what, kicks into gear. What's your What are your goals for the year, Mark? What do you play off now, and what do you want to get to? Uh, I think I'm playing off like twelve, something like that. And to be honest, I was hoping to play a lot more to start this year, but I injured my knee playing GEA uh, a few weeks ago, so. I've been taking it handy, but this year I don't really have a goal in mind of what I want to get to. The one thing I do want to get to is St. Andrews, the old course, because um, I'm making it my goal this year to travel over on a Thursday night, not have a tea time book and land with just a bag of golf clubs and myself, nice. good attitude, and then tee up or queue up at three o'clock in the morning, try and get a tea time that day. That's my only goal for the year. Nice. nice. You is should. It the left or right knee, Mark? It's the right knee. That's the good. That's fine. That's correct. I've I actually have a <laughs> have a right knee injury at the moment as my as well myself. If it was left, we'd be we'd be playing snooker for the year. Shani, I'm not sure why I'm paying Santry Sports Clinic thousands when I just have you on a podcast every <laughs> single week. But appreciate diagnosing me. Your aim for St Andrews is to play it as a single figure handicapper as well. As Paul Tarrington said, anyone can play to single figures, and everyone yeah. should play to single figures at least. Yeah, that's like I agree. Listen, I agree, and nobody, nobody gets thicker on the golf course than I do, which I'm not proud of. And no one is more competitive. But I just got worse and worse as the year went on last year, and then I got these really bad chipping yips where I'd be within five yards of the green, and I I couldn't lift. I, I felt like Scotty Sheffer with a putter, except I had that with my wedge in the hand. It, it's been a horrible, horrible few weeks, but. Next year, we're getting back into it. I want to play a lot of golf. I've Friday's off now during the summer. Nice. Um, yeah. Easy solution I'm... to your chipping yips is just hit more greens regulation. It'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, just don't chip. <laughs> Never nice, thought about ben. that. Nice. Never thought about that. Maybe Scotty Shepherd should miss some. But speaking of Scotty Shepherd, let's move on to what happened last week. As Hideki Matsuyama picked up his ninth win on the PGA Tour at the Genesis Invitational. I wish... Like, did it, this feel like a lack of a buzz for anybody else on Sunday coming down the stretch? It felt like great until Hideki reached this six, 15th, 16th, and then felt like he kind of ran away with it a little bit. Um, yeah, so for me, it was the first week that it really kind of hit home to me that Liv has, over time, just taken 
some really good players. Like I think at the start it was kind of like ah, don't mind him, him or him, and they took a few. But like you know, even we didn't even talk about Tyrrell Hatton going as well. I feel like he just slipped under the radar. But yeah, when when you get to Sunday and you've got Xander and Patrick Cantley in the final group, it just was not exciting at all. Um, and it really just felt all week that. You know, besides Rory and maybe a few other marquee names, it felt a bit flat. Yeah, like one of the best tournaments of the year, Riviera Country Club, one of the best courses that we'll see all year. But Shani, I, I completely agree. I felt like at the top of the leaderboard, you're looking at Hideki, Kathy, Xander. Zan- that's the best leaderboard that we've probably had coming in the stretch in 2024. And even still, there was a thought in the back of your mind thinking, God, imagine DJ was here or imagine even Patrick Reed, somebody just to root against. Mm. Ben, what did, well, how did you feel on Sunday even watching this? Or did you see I much? Actually, I know you were down in Kerry. Uh, no, I actually did watch it. Um, I was back home on Sunday. Went to bed after I saw Hideki make his putt. Um, had it all tied up. I Interestingly, I saw the viewing numbers were down like 50%. Um, the really? TV numbers on last year, which I just I just don't think all this money going into golf is warranted. Like there aren't enough people that like golf to warrant all this investment. So like, as I've said yeah. previously, like dividing up the tours just doesn't help anyone really. But Spreading yeah, I agree. With, I, I agree with you, Shani. Like if you had Brooks, Tyrrell, Bryson yeah. back in the mix, like it makes such a difference. Yeah. And I just think the tour. The tour needs Scotty and Rory to kind of carry it a little bit. Like, where's Cantley yeah. in the world? Six or seven. And, like, there's just zero buzz around him and Xander being in the final group on Sunday. Like, that's not what I tune in to watch. Yeah. Like, um, it was it, it was good to see Zilly Wee back um, after a back injury. Um, yeah. I think there could be an issue there, though, with... Um, he always seems to get us all excited and then doesn't actually mm. win. Um, could be an issue there. Uh, and... Yeah, Hideki um kind of uh Hideki kind of reminds me of like do you know when like let's say a footballer is playing in the Premier League and he gets transferred away plays in some other league for a few years and then all of a, all of a sudden shows back up at like Fulham or something like do you know what I mean like Hideki yeah. just seems to come in and out um but like he's had a sparkling career if you look at his if you look at his resume now some of his wins are just incredible so can't take anything away from him. No, but like, yeah, this tournament seemed weak. And my other question for you two was like, Tiger Woods being in the field, did that do anything for either of you? Like to me, like I could not have really cared if they only showed 10 of his shots on Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Thursday and Friday. I do think it's super excessive to like watch him getting out of the car and then we watch him yeah. on the range <laughs> and then it's countdown to tee off and then he goes out and shoots 76 and it's just like yeah, it's ridiculous. I don't really care that much anymore um, I do care like I do I love watching him play golf I, I love watching him play golf but that sort of the countdown of 55 minutes when he's on the range that actually that that vexed me a little yeah so um, I don't know is, is Tiger no longer the needle I guess when he's not playing well like He'll always be the needle if he can turn it on and come back and win something. But if he if he starts if he plays twelve tournaments this year like he says he's going to, and he only makes four cuts and he never contends, like eventually we're just gonna we're over it, you know. Yeah. Is this um in and out burger thing? Is that a piss take or do you reckon some of the players actually had some dodgy burgers? 
apparently they had dodgy burgers. Like we saw Tom Kim run into the bathroom before his tea time, sprinting. I've never seen a man move so quick out in the golf course. Sprint across why the do cork zone, cork why zone. do professional golfers run so funnel funnily? Like um, Tom Kim looks like he's never ran in his life before. <laughs> no. What he was doing. <laughs> Um, it's like he had a he had a load of teas in his back pocket and he was just yeah. worried something was going to happen. Uh, one for you, Ben. I really liked Jason Day's. I didn't see all four outfits, but a uh, Saturday. I think it was the Saturday all black Malbon kit was nice. It's like, yeah, like a waterproof jumper or something. It was cool. It wasn't like anything excessive yeah. or anything strange. I just I still. They're they're forcing the issue of too much material in the trousers. Just okay. I know we're we're moved away from like skinny skinny jeans, skinny clothes, but we're not quite at parachute pants just yet. And sorry, um, can you confirm for me again? So they're not a golf brand; they're just a like a a young cool clothes brand. No, they they are like a golf brand, but they don't like they didn't start by making their own apparel. They basically took uh like ex nike retail stuff and put their logo on it and then resold it okay but specifically for golf yeah yeah and now they've yeah. made their own stuff and they're just they made they do collabs with everyone okay cool, cool, cool. Yeah. their collab with coca-cola i think is class i love those tops i think um okay. jody from low cut wears them all the time in this video i think it's yeah so sick just cool speaking stuff. of jason date did you guys see like are we in or out on cardigans? Like, lads, I bloody love Jason Day's cardigan on Sunday. I just thought it was so, so sick. I don't know if uh, I saw his cardigan on Sunday, but I, I don't think I've worn a cardigan since I was about 14. Playing, playing <laughs> Tommy, Tommy Fleetwood wears a few cardigans. Mm. He, it was like a sleeveless cardigan uh, cream. I thought, I thought it was beautiful. I'd never wear it myself. I wouldn't be that good looking, but... Oh, God, a man like Jason Day, Australian swagger going around the golf course can definitely pull that off. I thought it was class. Um, sweet, lads. Listen, I thought that the the most excitement I got from Tiger all weekend was the paramedic trucks turning up. I was like, what the hell is going on? I originally thought it was first Scotty Scheffler's putting, which this is like a huge issue. And I probably was going to mention this in the plugged in storylines later, but if you had one option to fix Scotty Scheffler's pudding, he finished the last over the weekend, first in tee to green, what would it be like? Would it give him a shot of whiskey before yeah. he goes out or would you give him a certain drill to do? But you know what's funny? Like, he doesn't he, he doesn't look like a bad putter yeah. when you're watching him on TV. It, it doesn't look like, uh, like Zilly's pudding. You know what I mean? Like, you can... There's just nothing visually that you can see straight off the bat and... <laughs> Like in all honesty, it's probably good that he's been so bad at putting. Because going by what they're saying by the stats, if he was anyway average at putting, he'd just win every week. So it's very strange. It's well, it's funny is that in 2012 when he won all, he won the Masters and he won all those events as world number one. 12. 20. 2022. <laughs> um, yeah. He he was an unbelievable putter. Like he yeah. held everything. Like he was. If you go back and look at the stats, he was probably a top 10 or top 15 putter. So it's weird to just lose it. He hasn't changed the shape of his putter. He hasn't changed to a broom. He hasn't changed to a claw. Like he's just, no, yeah. I, and I think he's just trying to play through the bad form. You know, sometimes people say like, you just go out, got to go out and play golf and eventually you'll get over it. And I, I just wonder, are we at the pit right now? And he's about to, he can only get better really. Yeah. But that's what I mean. Like it looks, technically he looks sound. Mm. So there must be something, there's either something going on 
up there in his head or is either something going on in his head or is he actually just like a like a reasonably good putter but by PGA Tour standards yeah. he's like atrocious if you know what I mean um, it'd be really oh, interesting to know I don't know lads is it not like a little bit disgraceful that he won't change anything like living in defiance even when he was asked in pod, or interviews and he's like oh there's nothing wrong what are we talking about the media's creating a hype storm it's like just go and try something like if you were any way of an average putter you could have won five or six tournaments in the last 18 months and it's been going on for so long now and i'm just kind of i'm kind of just sick of them sick of looking at them just thinking golf needs somebody like a scottish effort to win every single week for just like yeah. a month or two so everybody sure. can start rooting against them more actively i, I kind of be appreci- surprised though I, in the background Sorry, i appreciate the ignorance of just not changing anything <laughs> <laughs> yes man. i shani you played enough golf with me to know that i hit a snap hook off the tee and i will continue to just line up and try play a draw and snap hook <laughs> yeah. it so i'm with you there scotty nothing to do with the equipment to be fair i, I think you'll find mark he's definitely like that's just a bit of bravado um he's definitely he's probably doing everything in the background um but like yeah. the thing that pisses me off so much about scotty scheffler is Every week you see this clip of him, like, literally almost falling over on the tee box. Um, and he's the world's best player. So that, that just doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't doesn't pass the eye test, as Randy would say. Anyway. No. Anyways, um, lads, I'm going to quickly mention what else happened in the world of golf over the weekend. Paddy Tadakanovic wins the Saudi Aramco. Sorry, under... sorry, sorry. What? What? Paddy who? who? <laughs> Paddy who? <laughs> Go again. <laughs> Paddy Tadic Paddy Tadic Cannabis. Okay. He's from Bali. On the ladies European tour. Oh, oh I thought he said Paddy. Sorry, she. sorry. She. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Paddy Tadic wins for the second time. It's her first win since our major back in 2021. Um, Charlie Hull also finished in the top seven. It's our fourth top seven in the last nine stars. Kind of love to see a little bit of Charlie Hull there on top. Leona Maguire, the reason I was mentioning the ladies European tour, Leona Maguire is having a little bit of an issue, lads. She hasn't had a top 30 since July and she was in contention. I think she was top six entering Saturday and top 10 entering Sunday and I don't know what she shot, but she ended up finishing outside the top 30. That's like, Oh, God, Leona's just a little bit worrisome at the moment. But elsewhere in the world of golf, I don't want to dwell on it too long. David Puig, you're having me all conscious about all my pronunciations right now, but David Puig wins the Malaysian Open on the Asian Tour. He shot a 62-62 over the weekend. And going back last week, I did end up placing five billies on David Puig. Our first winner. Helped me, helped me to almost break even for the week, but... Um, ben, over on the die data dimension, uh, whatever that thing was, David Rivado moves up 204 places in the OWGR to 370. But I know you had a few players competing out there. Any standout performers? The less said about the die data program, the better. <laughs> Moving on to the plugged in storylines, back again once again this week. Um, Lads, I thought the mem or st- I'm introducing a new segment here. The mem or storyline of the week. Claire Rogers at the Genesis Invitational tweeted this out saying, "A girl in the great, <laughs> a girl in the crowd telling her friends that this tournament is called the Genesis and it's hosted by Tiger, 
because that's the car that saved his life four years ago. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was marvelous to talk. But like, lads, these tournaments you go to, the amount of shit that you hear people talk is incredible. Like, people apparently slice more off downhill lies and uphill lies. And yeah, oh, I love that one so much. Um, Ben, over on the Quack account, I saw that the Masters is extending one of their holes by 10 yards, and you mentioned that, asking people which golf hole that they would love. So Fred Ridley comes up to you, Ben, tomorrow morning. He says, listen, Ben, I want you to come out. I want you to play one hole. Which golf hole are you picking at Augusta National Golf Club? Yeah, initially I said either 11 or 12, 11 being the par three, but I think it probably will be 12 just because you, if I can only play it once, you get more value for money in a par five. I get a few more shots. Um, although if you play the 11th, like Jordan Spieth did that year, you could take 12 shots there. Yeah. But uh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I think it's got to be one of the par fives, probably the, the, the 12th going around the corner. Sorry, the 13th. I do agree that um, 18 would be a pretty cool challenge. It'd be pretty yeah. cool to to hit out that shoot. Um, what I, would you do, I would, I would love, absolutely love to play as early at the par 5, 13. I just think yeah. it is such a good hole, especially since they lengthened it. Like I, I didn't love when players were hitting 8 and 9 irons into the green and just having a little bit of length and players putting a rescue in their hands, me putting a tree wood in my hands, playing off the forward tees. I would... I would just love to see how hard it is to hold a green and it give me more of an appreciation for when these players do hit a five or six iron and they're managing yeah. to hold it and make an eagle. Yeah. I'd love to see you snap hook it around that corner, Ben. <laughs> Beautiful. Right. Um, lads, let's move on to this week. We've got we've got a few tournaments. Probably semi tournaments, but we've got a few of them. Which one do you want to start with, Ben? Shani, anyone in particular? Um Let's start with uh, with Kenya, um, the Kenya Open, um, forty years ago won by Mister Ken Brown. Ken on mm, the course, the ghost. Um, Twenty or nineteen eighty four. Um, yes, been so, yeah. in existence since nineteen sixty seven. Seven thousand two hundred twenty eight yards, par seventy one at an altitude of six thousand feet. Lads, I've no bets here, so I'm going to let you take this one away. Okay. Um so uh well first of all, um the purse is a whopping one point seven million, which I know is a lot of money, but I, I presume to pro golfers that spreads thin. Um but our bets for the Kenya Open well actually Ben, um yeah, are you we haven't quite decided me? yet, have we? Yeah. So uh, my my bets are the one I have to like I have to get this right eventually. He's gonna come through true. Just please let me have this one. Is you and Ferguson at twelve, okay. uh, twelve fifty each way. So twenty five billies, twelve fifty each way, on you and Ferguson at twelves. He's gonna come through. So my first when I I wasn't supposed to be on this podcast, but I saw Shani put in his selections, and I thought I cannot let him do that. So interestingly, I saw you backed. You had John Cat Catlin. What yeah, what so I... listen, right? John Catlin, John Catlin's a proven winner. He's 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 been in the doldrums, we'll say, for a while, but he's a proven winner. He's got the stones, and he's gonna come back eventually. And this this feels like a perfect John Catlin event. Oh, who won this? Who won Kenya? Oh, John Catlin. Okay, what what odds did you get him at? Thirty threes. Okay, just this is my counter argument. 
So he's okay. 33 to one. Last week he finished T3 on the Asian tour in Malaysia. Pretty Form. good. Yeah. Or we could back Jeong Wang, who finished second, finishing with a 61, and he's at 125 to one. That's value. The value is in Jeong Wang. Give me, he, give me something else. Give me something else on Jay Jay Wang. Jay Young just Wang. Anything. He's don't just give the, me one week. He's going to play in the Open this year. He qualified through this Malaysian event. He got one of the three places. He's going to play in majors. He shot. He finished I'm with sixty one. Shani. He went sixty six, sixty one. That's a man who's in form. One hundred twenty five to one. He is so overvalued. Let's do it. Okay, twelve fifty each way on Jay Wang. J Dog. Okay. Lock that in. Lock it in. Okay. So that's half of our bets. Um Mark. It's uh twenty five billies on Ewan. Uh so twelve fifty each way on Ewan Ferguson. Um my boy at twelves and um then twelve fifty each way on J Dog Yang um at uh one million and twenty five to one. Hundred and twenty five to one. There's value there. Right. So that, that's your two bets for this week. Um Ben, what how how'd you pronounce it again? Um Jung Hoon Wang. I actually walked practice around with him as well. He was very nice. He didn't speak a lot of English, okay. but his caddy was sound out. Um Mark, we may as well just seeing as you don't have any bets on Kenya, we may as well move to Mexico and finish our bets there. Fire away, boys. I'm looking forward to this. Okay, so um still under discussion as well on this side of the pond but my initial bets were Thomas Dietrich who's just a baller you cannot argue that Thomas Dietrich is a baller um, at 20s 1250 each way and uh, friend of the pod Aaron Roy at 50s uh, 1250 each way he he minded his golf clubs with with golf iron covers as a as a boy that's how much he cares about his his golf and his equipment Um. He's surely going to come come good soon. Look, Shani, I'll let you have those two. My my only comment is that Aaron Rye has gone T57 cut, T33 cut. Didn't play last week because he didn't get into it. Look, like you said, he's going to well, come okay. good give me, leave eventually. Me, leave, me Thomas D, let me, leave me Thomas Dietrich at 20s. No, no, and... look, you can have you can have Aaron Rye as well. I Look, last week I had a complete washout. No one did any good. So this is... Listen. I'm, I'm, I'm just going to say, you know, Aaron Rye's in. The, he's in the the grindhouse, working hard on his game. Yeah, down in Mexico. He's grinding. He's he's wearing those two gloves thin. Yeah, I love it. There, so there and are four a friend bets. Of the pod. Let's let's knock it in saying that phrase. There are four bets, Mark. What you got? <laughs> um. All right, boys. I'll take. I'll take it. Uh. Yeah, like I mentioned, Mexico Open down at Vedanta Falanta. Okay, Taylor Pendra, 28 to 1, 10 billies each way. Listen, I tried to avoid Taylor Pendra. I didn't absolutely love this, but I kept seeing him pop up again and again. Five top 15s in his last seven starts. Ball striking's been decent. I can't get away from him this week. And I'm being honest, as genuinely this week, I'm convinced I'm going to hit a winner. I know it's a shit field down at the Mexico Open, but I'm convinced that one of these plays is going to work. So that's 10 bids each way on Taylor Pendred, the Canadian. Yes, he, Canada. 33 to 1, Davis Thompson, 10 bids each way. He's gained strokes, ball striking in five out of his last eight starts. The approach play isn't excellent and only has won his cut since July 2023. 
And then a weak field, lads. That's why I'm going Tavis Thompson each way at 33 to 1. Bet number three here. Let me keep going. Maverick McNeely, 45 to 1, 10 billies each way. Gained four strokes ball striking at the Phoenix in Phoenix and finished T6. And it's coming back off coming off the back of three top 40s. Whereas driver has been a little bit of an issue, but it shouldn't be as much of an issue at the Mexico Open this week at Vedanta Verlanta. I was just about to ask you to say the name of the course again for me. <laughs> Vedanta, you're not wrong. Vedanta Vallarta. Um, sorry, just before you go on, um, imagine name, naming your child Maverick. Yeah, love that. It's a great name, isn't it? Maverick McNeely. Loki, one of the best names on tour. Sorry, Named after. Come on, Ben. What's the film? Top Gun. Top, oh. top Gun. Yeah, yeah. Is yeah. he? Yeah. Wow. Well, like, surely anyone who's called Maverick is named after Top Gun. Yeah, fair. I might, I might say to my girlfriend, he... throw, it in, throw it in the ring for future kids. Maverick. <laughs> <laughs> Maverick Scott. I think that would be beautiful. <laughs> um, it'll, even, it'll sound even more beautiful when it's Maverick McNeely, 2024 Mexico Open champion. But if it's not him, lads... It might be Austin Ekro, a 60 to 1, 10 buildies each way. Listen, he had a miscut at Phoenix, but he's the seventh best player on Paspalum since 2019, and he's a good driver of the golf ball. His pudding can be a little bit weak, but all I want at 60 to 1 is for him to have one warm week with Le Potter. Finally. Okay, we have two more bets, as bear with me. Oh. This was even worse than the Taylor Pendrith. I tried so hard. I deleted this one multiple times from my sheet, but I cannot do it. It's a big Scotty to hottie. It's Robert McIntyre at 70 to 1, five billies each way. The ball striking has been not great. He's missed three cuts in a row out in the PGA Tour, but I like to think that he's getting a little bit more used to this. It's going to be windy down at the Mexico Open. And this field kind of sucks. That's why a 70 to 1 on going Robert McIntyre at five billies each way. Big Bobby Mac. Um, I like your picks, Mark. Um, uh, Shani. Just going to go back to... Uh, geez, Maverick McNeely is an interesting character, lads. When, <laughs> when, when young Maverick was 15 years old, no wonder he's a professional golfer. Um, his dad, Scott McNeely, Sold his company Sun Microsystems to Oracle for seven point four billion. His dad founded Sun. Oh my word! Sun Microsystems. Yeah. Why, who, yeah. who are they? Who are they? They're, they're just a massive legacy product from Oracle. I was used to work in Oracle, so I know them. But yeah. Wow. So anyway, that bankrolled his. Um, you know, you know, he's now the tour. a qualified pilot as well. Maverick. Yeah. Ah, you're he's... taking the face now, right? No, I swear to God, he <laughs> in the last uh, like year he's taken some time out to go and get his pilot's license and he flies a little little wow. Cessna around to go up. Go set up get... a, a pilot date with him and Darren Sweetman. <laughs> How um, ironic is it that he has the name Maverick as well? He's God, yeah. I think I love Maverick. But is. also um Big Mav uh was going out with Daniel Kang until twenty twenty one when their relationship ended. Oh, I thought so, they were yeah, still he's... together. I thought they were no. still together as well. God, I'm so oh, out really? of the loop. On... 2021, it says here. No, nah, not at all. Left Danielle Kang to go get his pilot's license. Fact checking. Danielle Wait, Kang. Yeah. 
Maverick McNeely. I might give him an old follow and keep in touch with this lad. <laughs> Seven point four billion. He doesn't That's a lot play of... golf at all. Yeah, anyway, exactly. He, he's not worried about missing cuts. Yeah, Lads, great bets, Mark. I, I, I have, which I've, which ones are you confident about? Which ones are you not confident about? I have ten billies left, which is actually going to win me seven point five billion if this oh, one shoot. comes off. Okay, four players to finish top twenty at one hundred and seventy-eight to one: Vincent Norman, Maverick McNeely, Jonathan Vegas, and Joseph Bramlett. Top twenty, one hundred and seventy-eight to one. One player to mention in particular, Jonathan Vegas, 10th best player on pass balance since 2019. He's had five missed cuts, but just finished T22 in Phoenix. And I've seen a lot of love for him everywhere. He didn't make the outright card, but if that comes through, lads, Maverick McNeely won't have a cent on me. So, uh, lads, Shani, you... lads not, not only is he knocking out with Daniel Kang, he's already married to someone called Maya McNeely. That's... <laughs> That's a quick engagement. That is a woman who saw the money and she... That's how they do it. That's how they do it. Yeah. 5th of January, they got married in Vegas. This year? And Danielle Kang lives in Vegas. No, sorry. It wasn't wasn't the 5th of January. It was the... I get confused. Americans do their dates the wrong way around. 12-6-23. Christmas maybe? Or else June? Yeah. Six to the twelve, just before Christmas. Six to December, yeah, yeah. Wild. Six, sorry, six to December. Wild, lads. My microphone's falling all over the place here, no so worries. I'm going to try and get us out of here, lads. Shani, Ben, it's been a pleasure. Um, I think this is the week. It's the Mexico Open down in Atlanta, and we have the Kenya Open. Oh, I just pray that one of these hits. But what? What an exciting week of golf. Mexico and Kenya. It's going. It's going to be exciting <laughs> when Jeong Wang is in contention on Sunday. Come on, <laughs> Boys, and on great. that note, lads, I'll get us out of here. Thanks very much for joining, and we'll see you again next week. For Enjoy sure, the man. weekend. Bye. Yeah, Cheers. Give away a lot of money for twentieth. Here we go. Money talk. Here comes the money.